Good afternoon. It is August 6th, 2022. I'm Amanda Rice, and this is Crowdsourcing the Revolution. I've got a different song to start us off today. This is a song by G. Yamazawa, and it is... uh, I'm going to play it, and I will explain after, if it isn't obvious, why I'm playing it. It's the North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm the safe, the cellar, and the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the lost. Welcome, Brett. I'm just playing a song to start us out and wait for a few more people to arrive. I'm the truth, man, looking real false. Whenever I hit the booth, I come out to win applause. If I'm talking to my crew, you heard a southern draw. Yo, I ain't talking to you, stop you dropping the ball. I be rocking with y'all, I be off of the wall. A pistol off the leash, I keep locking my jaws. I see a cop at the mall, I see a cop at the vault. Keep taking a fight, I can see the Viking in y'all. One of my punchlines are where your bike getting off. I know I'm frightening y'all. As long as the mic is involved Relocated to Cali But I ain't liking the smog I'm a southern north star I be the light in the dark Be the right and the wrong I be the reason The bull city sees me Bull city grees me Bull city needs me Everywhere I go I got that bull city creaking That's why they throw the horns When the bull city sees me Hi, Brad. Baby, I'm a boss Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm the safe, the cellar, and the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the law. It's the North Cat, baby. I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm the safe. We're listening to some G. Yamazawa, North Cat. Still the greatest rapper breathing. Who you think it was? Jake on is better than whoever you be bringing up. All this motherfucking singing, I don't feel it, bruh. And it's fuck 12 till they stop chilling us. Look, we Yamazawa with rhyming prowess. The town is ours. We body cowards. They cover graves with my mama's flowers. Off a flight from Osaka, she checked the mileage. Find me a Yamazushi. I toast with the finest sake. I promise you don't want problems. You be nothing to handle. You should know I'm from Durham. That means there's nothing I can't do. Since 13, I've been punishing samples. Rappers flip flop quick like they run in their sandals. Ah, you were witnessing the one, motherfucker. Heavy in my Uzi way a ton, motherfucker. I ain't need but I walk inside the spot like, who am I? Check on, motherfucker. It's the North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm safe, the cellar and the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the law. It's the North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm safe, the cellar and the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. New South Shore, baby, collard green music. Old South Hater, ain't no Paladin music. Keep my collard green when the drama seems foolish. Pop a couple drama mean, I'ma keep it moving. Gone. Took another red eye back home. Shindig with my jet, I relax the backbone. Got the sweet tea sleeping in my team. Keep eating big, big, and all the rabbits. But eat.
Hello, Brett. Can you hear me? Oh, you can't. Would you like to call in? I I just got I just got bumped out of the uh, app. It crashed, so I apologize. I don't know if anything was happening at the time. How are you doing today? All right, so I'm just going to send out the announcement that we've started. And if you would like to call in and join the conversation, we're going to be talking about Washington State primary, which was an open primary to attempt to try and get some somebody other than the two main parties in uh, to office. And I want to look at what the results were of that um, race. We can also look at the other races that uh, happened this week uh, and anything else that you'd like to talk about while we're on this call-in. Uh, I try to host these on Tuesdays and on Saturdays in the afternoon. And we are here to welcome Joe. We are here to, to have a discussion about well, you know, we're, there's some stuff going on, and we do need to make some changes, and the people in charge who we vote into power don't seem to be paying any attention, so there's got to be some strategies. So there's only about three months left until the November election, and the number of alternatives to the incumbents is is quickly going down. So, Joe, I welcome you to call in if you'd like to join the, the conversation. Uh, other, other than that, I'm just going to kind of go over. So there, there were a lot of candidates. Washington State changed their, their election rules to make their primaries nonpartisan, meaning when you go to vote in Washington's ninth district for the House of Representatives, you had a ballot that had two Democratic candidates, an independent candidate, and three Republicans to choose from. And no matter what, whether you were independent, Democrat, or Republican, or something else, Green Party, Libertarian, everybody was on everybody's ballot, which is not how they do it in the state of California, which is where I am. So, was the result that we got some people through the primary? So the, the idea was you have, you have to choose between the seven options in the, in the example I was giving, which is District 9. They had six options, two Democrats, an Independent, and three Republicans. And the two that get the most votes are the ones that move on and get onto the ballot in November. So, were any of the quite a few independents or other parties actually passed on into the next round into November? No. 
pretty much it's going to be the incumbent against whoever the other parties whoever the other party put up in their from their side so if it's a democrat incumbent then the republican there will be a republican who is the more establishment republican now do I know anything about the people who have been elected, moved on from the primary in Washington? No, I don't live in Washington state, but I thought it was an interesting experiment and it shows that one of the, we're not gonna be able to get, um, we're not gonna have good options to choose from besides the Democratic Party or the Republican Party on the ballot until we have ranked choice voting. So I think the Washington state experiment may have not been the best option. How are you doing, Joe? Am I boring you yet with, with explanations of the, uh, of the primaries? I think one of the, it's, it's extremely frustrating to me that, that the way that the system has been set up, the parties work to keep themselves in power and, you know, the people are just incidental. The candidates are incidental. Also this week was the uh, Tennessee primary that was on Thursday. And those um, results are still coming in. So there weren't. Uh... If you're interested in seeing the details about the Washington open primary results, I have posted them to the to the online Google Sheets where I posted um, all of the November 22 candidates and have been updating as we get through the primaries. Uh, if you're interested, the link is in the description for this show and it is, um, that is a open Google Doc for anyone to play with as they see fit. Um, the point is to try and have a better idea without the, interve the intervention of, of corporate media about what's happening in different districts. Because really, I can only vote in my, my district, and I can only vote for my senator in California. And as I've been watching this pretty closely, because I'm fairly disgusted with the Democrats, they have not managed to pull themselves out of the hole that they've dug themselves into. So I really want to see some change. I just don't see how that's going to happen if we keep putting the same people in power. The other thing I think that's not, that, that we're not going to really have an impact on because of the way that elections work federally, I mean, my I have one 435th of a percentage of representation in Congress, because that's how many House representatives there are. I only get one for my area. So the more important thing, and I wish we would stop getting focused on the federal elections, I think we need to be focused on our state elections because our state legislatures are being taken over by the Republican Party and our legislation's being written by the very conservative um, American Legislative Executive Council, I think. Hmm. 
they write legislation for conservatives, and I um, and and we don't really have since Ralph Nader and Common Cause have not really been doing a lot of work in this area, we don't really have an ALEC for the left. But we have to focus on state and local races. We can't... The issues that are going on internationally and foreign relations is critically important. But to make an impact, we need to stay focused on what states are going to be able to do because we see that the federal government's not doing anything for most people. I welcome anybody who would like to to call and join the conversation so that I'm just not droning on. Um, if Hello, Reggie. Please unmute yourself and let us know what's on your mind. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Kind of watching... I keep a close track, or at least what I consider a close track, on the constant evolving political situation that our country is in. And uh, my two cents are that we have to open up our primaries. We also need to open up our elections. The big problem we have is as long as we have just the two that really aren't interested in changing much of anything, and right. they freeze everybody out, there's no chance of any change. There's no chance of us getting back for I'm talking about the people who work and all of us little people getting back anything. Right. It seems to be one way. And you know, while I'm a good example on the, the forward party, while many of the things that they claim I really don't necessarily line up. I think uh, something I heard the other day that came from Kim Iverson brings out the most important point is what has to happen is we have to break the stacked system where no other parties can go in. They freeze them out, and as long as they have it stacked like that, they don't have to worry about anybody breaking into their game. And that and anybody means us, means the people. Right. So I what think state we have do you to, live uh, in? Right now in Nevada, but I grew up and spent most of my life in Washington State. That's kind of where I kind of watched ah, this. Okay. And uh, since then, I've been traveling different places in the, the Southwest, you know, working through a number of other areas, even though my much of my family is still there in the Pacific Northwest. And Did I, you, have uh, actually, you been watching what the Washington politics on this election? I, I've been watching... A bit of it, uh, you know, there seems to be, you know, Washington State always was a section where some areas of the Puget Sound had one attitude and much of the rest of the state had a different attitude. That's uh. actually very similar to Colorado, where I spent quite a bit of, of time as well. And that uh, the what goes on in King County d doesn't necessarily and usually doesn't reflect what much of the other part of the state, you know, you got... The Olympia area over in Thurston County, and you got, you know, and you got a few other ones. It gets a little more conservative when you go up in Snohomish. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it hasn't changed much because I think many of these things mostly are based around the people who concentrate and live there. Right. Right. For and sure. I doubt that that's changed a whole lot. I, I still have friends I talk to all the time, including a few other days from there. 
and I know a lot of them are, are quite disgusted with how things are in Washington. You know, let's, let's, you know, I remember way back when, when Patty Murray was an insider coming in with a tennis shoe brigade, right? You know, and mm-hmm. then she, <laughs> then she got in and of course now she's embedded into the system doing what she does, which essentially is the same way along the line with Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein, where they're all, where right, they really because once you're in a system, people. right, once they're, you're once you're folded into a system, you're part of the system. It's it's yeah. you can't you no longer have your. Yeah, yeah when see, I became an elected official, I felt like it was a demotion from um, from citizen because <laughs> I had so much less freedom in public because yeah. people, the way that people perceive electeds. Right. If I just speak up and say something. People could think that that me- meant I was speaking for the board I was on, right? So there's, and everybody can take, everybody who doesn't agree with you can take your words and twist them. So you then become reluctant well, to that's, speak. That's another big thing. Uh, the right. Framing and putting together a little, you know, snips of a narrative to make what people say sound completely different than what they say. You know, right. uh, I've, over the years, I've come to the conclusion that I'm not going to hardly believe anything somebody said. You know, if one group presents something about any individual, I want to go back to the source. Right. Uh, because it seems like uh, the vast majority of it is taken out of context and essentially is the lying, if not by, you know, every single line being a lie, but by how it's composed and presented. You know, it's, right. uh, you can there's very little that you can believe in anymore. And so I, I say this, especially when I see people get up in arms because they hear so-and-so said this and they hear so-and-so said that. I said, you know, I always say, you need to go back and watch the complete the complete interview because I think you'll find that, you know, in many, you'll find that it's very different than what you think. That's not how you're presented. Nobody presents a fair case. Right, right. I, I think that also that there's um, one of the things if we could shift to looking at this as the if we look at it through the viewpoint of, of being like in solidarity with each other to get things done. So no, no organization is really proven to be big enough to protect us from some of the ridiculousness that corporations, international corporations have, have the advantages that corporations have taken through money and politics, through all kinds of different <laughs> environmental degradations and costs of costs of business that they don't build into their costs of, cause we want, we all want to have good lives, right? <laughs> so it's not a, it's yeah, not a surprise, I... but that, but there's that, but, government is big enough to actually protect the regular human being from the abuses of the corporations, just like the people need to be strong enough to prevent the abuses of their elected officials on top of them. At least that's the way that I see it. The problem is the money that Citizens United, you can buy people. Right. And that's out in the open for sure. Right. It is because because the only way to get into I mean, I remember Obama's first campaign. It was the first billion dollar presidential campaign and it was like Change a big deal. In. 
Uh, sure. But but you know that's just normal now, which is utterly bonkers that 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 much of our economy is essentially just tied up in politicians and ads and doing their thing, which is you know. But but so we're not going to solve all the problems, but by putting our heads together, because you know none of us is as smart as all of us put together. And by putting ourselves in, in alliance with other organizations and trying to like, the more people you can get together, you don't even need a lot because very few people can make a lot of noise. I mean, a, a local politics only takes a few. and break in into the election so you can actually get other people elected. The thing is, we yes. have to have other people other than Republican or Democrat because we already know. Almost, uh, right. not every case, but almost every case that's going along exactly like everybody else. And it's a stack deck. Right. The only way to break that and up I'm is gonna, to make what I'm gonna have say a little right concern now, about a, a wild card. Right. So local elections usually, whether it's school board or city council or other municipal agency or county board of supervisors or some other, whatever the title is of your local, is usually nonpartisan. Usually the partisan is only at the state level. Obviously, people on city council are members of parties, but they don't run as a member of a party, at least not in California. They're nonpartisan. And, and that, that's an advantage for people who want to get into politics. It also is a lot easier when, you're, when the number of voters that you have to get is closer to 3,000 than it is to 300,000. That's a lot fewer doors to knock on. And, and you know, it gives you, a, as a former elected official, I can say, it gave me a whole new perspective on what it is that democracy can and should or shouldn't be. There's a lot of interesting things that happened during the time, during the eight years I spent on that board. And, and three of them were during, we were in charge of water and sewer and fire protection in a small community. And oh, really? We're, it was uh... during the drought. So the drought hit and all of a sudden there was, no, there was nothing except for paying attention to how we could we get enough water so we don't run out. So there's a lot That's of... That's not going to go away. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. But, but and, a... and, and that was a long, that was a long, a long battle. And I, I have battle scars, but I, it also gave me a lot of knowledge so that I know that the people that get elected and go to Congress, whether they're part of the Progressive Caucus, even people like Cori Bush, who came out of, um, uh, I'm blanking right now, Ferguson, you know, it, once you get into the system, it's really hard to maintain your objectivity because Christine you're in a, you're in a flow, right? It's a hard it's a hard thing to maintain, especially when everybody else is going the other direction. I. It's also when you become part of a herd. You might have been a maverick, but once you're part of the herd, the herd tends to smack you in line. And that kind of goes to the, you know, the what I figure is we have to have a third party with a little bit less party. Go ahead, Reggie. A little bit less of the, the party intimidation. Yes. So let's be honest on what's happened to the 
Democrat Party. I'm I've always been a independent that usually used to vote with the Democrat Party because I was more concerned about repression coming from the, the Republican Party. And, you know, while I've always been fiscally responsible, but right now at this point, I have more concerns with what the Democrats are doing as far as repressing freedoms. I mean, they used to stand up for freedom, and but that's not what they're doing now. They want censorship. Yep. I, I'm not saying the Republicans are much better. No, we don't have a good there's option. There's at least some that's way to we're wiggle all in with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's... It got really bad since the craziness in 2016. Yeah, you know, they, they should have looked at their candidate instead of looking at, well, we've got to make these other people toe our line. Right. You so know, then we have to try and... doesn't work that much. You know, it's... Right. We have to then take the lesson from that. And, and if the Democrats are not going to step up and change the way that they're acting, which they don't seem to be as no. we approach November 2022... What is the reaction that we're going to have to that? Because it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to have a coordinated action when you have 435 different districts to try and pressure, right? Yeah. Well, I hate to say it as an outside observer. I think that right now, with the way things are, that it would be easier to go in there and pull a reverse like Nixon's, you know, uh, his Southern strategy. Because right. the Republicans seem to be a little bit more open to changing things. Yes. Because right now, the one thing the Democrats are really good at is not allowing any changes in the party. Yes. They are maintaining their power. Right. That yeah. is, and it's they calcifying, don't do anything else and that's good, not good. But they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of kills hey, hope. Hey, Reggie, I appreciate them. you calling in. Yeah. If you want to call back yeah. in, I welcome that. I'm sure. going to take Mary's call because I, I am enjoying the conversation. And I hope that you stick around for the rest of it. Mary, I'm glad that you're here today. Please unmute yourself and let me know what's up. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. You doing good today? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, thanks for having this. Um, I wondered, not wondered, but I just uh, noticed in the latest story about this new bill that the Democrats have. Yeah. The one that. They're calling it the inflation bill, the anti-inflation bill. Mm -hmm. uh, really an interesting strategy because they wrote this bill. They surprised everyone. Joe Manchin surprised everyone, right? Right. They made this deal with Schumer. And the one holdout was, of course, Kirsten Cinema. Of course. So what happens Kirsten Cinema makes a demand that they knew she would make, that they wanted to have to um, give into anyway, because they really didn't want to keep it, which is that, um, what is that tax called? The carried interest? Because mm. okay. Kirsten Cinema is a big supporter of, you know, private hedge funds, that kind of thing, right? Oh, lovely. So, she, you know, they go to Kirsten Cinema and say, oh, please vote for our bill. She says, only if you drop this tax. And they go, okay. Oh, we had no choice. This is what Manchin or Schumer came out and said. I think it was Schumer. Oh, you know, we just had to give in to that. When you full well know that's right. how they designed this whole thing. It's really revolting. And 
all it does is say, you American people can't do a damn thing about how we operate. We're going to keep conning you and lying to you and telling you how we're going to tax the rich and how we're going to hold people accountable. And they don't mean any of it. And then they I make know, these, but these. So how do we? How do we? How do we then? Uh, you know, this is this is the this is the problem now. How do we get that? Well, I, you know, you know where I'm coming from because I yeah, already told you my wild sure. idea. But I don't think it's that wild. Well, I think it could catch on. But here's what I really think, and this also requires some patience. And I and I don't mean the patience where. Barack Obama lectures all of us from his lofty perch and says, stop complaining and just vote. Everyone has voted (laughs) again and again. So that really is aggravating. But um, I do think that they are very afraid of Andrew Yang getting a third party going because Yang had a lot of independent support, a lot of independents. They called themselves the Yang gang. You know all this, but like, I do think this frightens them because there's so many people in, from both parties, so many independents now, which is now, I guess, the biggest group in America is independents, not one of the parties. And they're very afraid. The populism is on the rise. People have had it with the rise and the, you know, just the whole thing. So I think they're terrified. Um, and I think we have to start with wherever we can start. And if it means Andrew Yang, and his forward party, then so be it. But we have to at least break this stranglehold. And it's yeah. not going to be perfect. The first iteration won't be everything we want. But if we don't break this properly, we won't have a chance. And if we continue to let these people say to us, oh, if you vote third party, you're just throwing your vote away. And this is, and I don't think that is going to work anymore. I mean, the fact that people were willing to vote for Trump means that people are really willing to throw anything at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> so, right. Um, for I for think, sure. And part of the problem too is what really bothers me. I've been reading some some stuff. I are always reading stuff, but like the Hillary Clinton thing, like they thought that they could just, you know, stab Bernie in the back treat him like, you know, it was obvious from the, throughout the whole primary that they right. were not going to allow him to get that nomination. It didn't matter how many people loved him. It didn't matter they filled stadiums right. overflowing. They weren't going to allow him. They took a woman who half the country loathed. I mean, she, her negative numbers were as big as Trump's. That's saying something. But they forced that to be the candidate. And then they turned around, looked at everyone and scolded everyone right. who weren't supporting her instead. And then when she loses to Trump and he becomes president, they think that, you know, just, you know, fighting him is going to be the answer to every question. And they do all this with the media's help. The media helps them bash um, Bernie. Yes. The media helps them lie about everything. I and think that's from- going to have to be part of the solution. Is 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 a new uh, a new me- network of media. We have I, new, new media. We have lots of new we, media. We that's do. where I get all my information and my podcasts, and they're wonderful. And breaking points and rising and 
they talk about all this stuff and keeps right. me well informed and it and they talk about stuff that in, in detail in depth about what's going on overseas and these different things that were part of the United States. I didn't States. mean they didn't exist. I meant we need to try yeah. and make it more, more, um, right. more no, less, really, less yeah. sidelined or alternative right. feeling. And they, they don't want to, like, do you think any of these people would have the courage to, like, go on one of those, like, podcasts and do a debate? Do you think they would debate each other I with don't, these I kinds don't. of moderators? Yeah. No. No, they want the, the same old, same old people who will ask them the stupid questions and they can recite a 30-second but you know, there's but point. there are, but there are ways like we could and by we I mean I mean people that were interested in trying to do something could actually try to hold debates in in their districts for the before the November election that includes every candidate that's going to be on the ballot because like in Arkansas there's there's three people on the ballot in November, a Republican, a Libertarian, and a Democratic candidate. Mm -hmm. And 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 having and and I can almost guarantee you, based on what has happened in the past after the League of Women Voters no longer was in charge of debates, uh-huh. is Libertarians and Greens were never invited, at least not to the presidential sure. debates. Sure. And and so and and the League of Women Voters used to run those, and it was nonpartisan. No, so I know. Having, right. So having one yeah. of the ideas that was brought up. Sorry, I've got a big. I've got a very. I've got a party in a in a jalopy outside my window. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh. um, I, and, and then I lost my train of thought because it was a good party. It, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. <laughs> So, um, how about how about this, Mary? We've got Derek on the line, yeah, I, I, and I want to give him know. a chance. I want to, sure. I want to, I want to try and remember. I want us to try and remember, though, that this is not just about the the federal. Sure, that is critical because the kind of foreign relations stuff that's going on, and nobody in Congress is doing anything about, it, is is really important to me. But I also want to focus on. Things are so shitty that sometimes the best place to try and make an impact actually on a day-to-day -day is going to be yeah. in your own community. And yeah. right now is the time in every single community when you could be going to your your clerk recorder or whoever your voter, whoever runs your elections in your area and seeing I live what in Chicago. positions you can, that you is can a file pointless. for office. No, that's an exercise in pointlessness. I live in well, Chicago. It's a it, it, the I royal mean, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you can't be royal enough for them. They <laughs> have this good, good, good thought, Mary. Thank you yeah. very All much. All right, talk to Derek. Thank you, Derek. Please join the conversation. What do you have to say today? Uh, well, I was going to ask, what was Mary's idea again? I think she bounced it off me before, but I'm forgetting. Like roughly. Mary? No. So, so, so Mary's, Mary's, I'm, I invited Mary to speak because she can speak better to her. Perfect. Well, until she gets there. 
I was going to say uh, what Reggie was talking about, at least uh, when I dropped in, um, I, as an independent, I totally identify with that. I think, you know, where Reggie and I stand, at least as far as looking at the Democratic Party is being our our old, uh, you know, sort of allies that uh, we're actually more worried about now. I think that's probably the sentiment, the thinking of at least half of the independents out there. Just that alone, you know? Yeah. So, so, oh, here we go. Um, I, Derek, I'm going to promote you to speaker and we'll get Mary to let her know what we, her idea is. I don't even deserve right. it. Cool. Perfect. Be nice to me, sir. <laughs> Mary, unmute yourself. Okay. Hi. Uh, Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe Derek did or didn't hear my idea the first time, but I'll try to keep it short. My idea was to start a program where you train people to work in the federal government or local government, any kind of level of government, and you you hold um, you know classes. It could be like an entire um, curriculum of um, learning the laws, learning the Constitution, um, also classes where you see how you work with others and you learn how to, uh, what am I trying to say, you know, negotiate and, you know, share ideas and work on problems. And um, after you, after they have these, you know, curriculum training, for a while, then you start to introduce a lottery system of those who would like to take an office, and they are chosen from a lottery, and they take office. You get rid of elections. You get rid of electioneering. You get rid of parties. You get rid of billions of dollars spent on elections, yep. and you are not allowed to um, sell influence. If it's found that you're selling influence, that companies or people or whatever are using you for influence and you're taking, you know, you're, you're, you're caught doing that, then you're let go and you lose your, your benefits from that. Because I think the benefit should be, I set the terms, whether age wise, you'd set the terms of what you get for, like, I would keep the, the wages the same and the benefits of having, you know, probably life insurance or not like what I'm trying to say, medical insurance, like for life right, and health stuff. insurance. And right. you make it, you make it worthwhile. Like civil, civil service kind of. Right, exactly. But it is civil service and you would keep it strictly civil service. You're serving your community. Right. And so it's not about you're the coolest looking person. You're the wealthiest person. You're the one who follows the party line. None of those would reward you. What rewards you is actually solving problems in your community. That's how you would get a good name. That's how you would get things done. That's how you would have a good history. Otherwise, unlike the many people who we now find distasteful because of the way they operate. So, right. Yeah, I remember. Thank you Um, for that, Mary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I wasn't remembering like 
well enough. I just, thanks. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I remember I brought up the Roman tribunes and how I thought oh, that right, was right. And yeah. maybe advisory staffs, but you know, like thinking about it, the way you're describing it, it also reminds me of like a really kind of more, uh, supercharged kind of beefed up, uh, jury duty kind of thing going on, yeah. you know, more teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I think practicality, it's really about practicality and problem solving and civil service, like you said. And I think Amanda added a lot to this idea by saying there's people that work for these people. They have aides and there's people that work. And how would you get them? Well, I guess you'd put them through the same program, but they would want it. They would be saying, well, I'm going to serve this role. I don't know. I mean, I can't say how much, but look at the money we spend that gets spent Right. Trying to keep this duopoly alive and well, look at the corruption involved in it. It's terrible and it's not working to fix anything. So the beauty yeah. of some of these outside the box ideas that, that we're talking about is that you don't by yourself have to figure out the ins and outs right. and pragmatic things because because once an idea goes to group we can maybe bring, you know, more minds to the to the table. Yeah. I've got Reggie here. You mind if I? Uh, Not at all. Uh, Not at thank all. Thank you for coming today, Mary. I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. I was going to kind of add with uh, Mary's Mary's uh, talking about alternative media sources. Uh, she mentioned the rising. I think the rising is uh, over as far as being legit um, at this point, right? Uh, maybe that's debatable, but in my opinion, it seems like that. Uh, breaking points is is cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You got rid of Kim, they got rid of credibility, you know, but you could argue that they lost it before that too or whatever. Um, and breaking points, I, I, I love that they're pro-free speech, but they often just don't seem to have the spine to take on uh, other issues that need to be taken on that are significant. Um, not to shit all over your sources, but I think, I think it's important to look at, uh, those sources that all kinds of uh, like hey. fake progressive Democrats put down, Could I? you know, Reggie, you're breaking up. Reggie, are you talking? I have something, some thoughts on that and it had to yeah, go with new please. ideas. Uh, yes. yes. Can you hear me? Okay. So the, the thing that I think this speaks to a little bit of what you were saying, Derek, on how, how we got to do it is, we got to go back to the old Soviet style of real politic. Understand that if we're going to do this, every once in a while, we're going to have to make a deal with the devil to get stuff because that's how things are done. I, I don't have that. Everything's going to be unicorns and rainbows. We're going to have to give some to get some. And so I'm not going to immediately toss off breaking points, even though they've disappointed me and a few other ones. The, the problem is that we need to keep our doors open. There's a lot of pressures that are being put on people by organization. So we can't constantly say, well, you don't meet the litmus test for being good enough. We need to keep things open because people have to make deals sometimes to. Yeah, I don't know survive. about the deal making, but I mean, you know, like I'm not throwing, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm throwing rising under the bus. I'm not happy. I'll, but, I'll uh, agree with you, but. But breaking points is a different story. I mean, not quite having enough guts or spine or integrity to take something on. 
you know, sometimes that can be debatable and there's some gray area involved. Uh, you know, people have their credibility on the line, you know, as, uh, yeah. uh, whatever kind of journalist they're claiming to be. So, I mean, I get it. I'm not throwing them under the bus, but I'm, all I, I'm saying is it's important to add as much perspective as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in, in taking in sources like that, that are a little kind of like super careful all the time, you know, I would say try to bring into your perspective other alternative media sources that offer just straight up dissent that have absolutely no problem. I like revolutionary with, uh, finding black Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, you know, and like, I don't agree with everything that everybody says on, on all of the different sources that I might reference, but one thing we don't have to, we that I respect is that they have where we can get them on what we need. Right. But it, the people that are committed to expressing dissent, very unpopular opinions, the people that absolutely definitely have the spine to say things that need to be said or question things that need to be questioned. That aren't just trying to poke the bear too. They're not just trying to poke sure. the bear, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, we all get a certain like sense of whether that's going on from time oh, to time, sure. but it could be just based on an issue or personal grievances with the people that those people might know and their so, histories. But I mean, we're smart. We can figure that shit out. Right. Right. So there's a ton of resources. So when I was looking around to see what kinds of things are already out there, um, I, I found a site called represent.us that seems to be a network of podcasts that is kind of all over the spectrum. Um, mm. It looks, it looks like some of the people on the board maybe were part of the Lincoln Project, which I only know a little bit about because I did run for, I didn't run for election in 2020, but I was around a lot of elections because I was in office in 2020. So, so I only know a tiny bit about the Lincoln project and I don't necessarily have problems with the fact that those two things might, that it's some of the same people. Cause I think, I think most of the people in this space are people of good faith that really believe what they're saying and are not trying to take us for a ride. There are people that are trying to do that. But then as I've been listening to a gazillion different podcasts as my normal for the last 10 years, um, the Committee for Effective Congress and GovTrack are two organizations that somebody who's um, in office right now, a a congressperson who I was listening, I think it was on Jimmy Dore's show or somebody's show, maybe Katie's show, um, that was talking about that was talking about somebody asked her what her policy was on something or other, and she just like waffled around and never really answered. And she said, "Well, I have good scores with the Committee for Effective Congress. Well, I don't know what that is, so I want to look into it because it looks seems like there's some watchdogs around. And from my my propaganda history, American history, education, the Fourth Estate." is part of what keeps the three branches of government in check is to have that extra balance of the media. And we don't have that because the media is consolidated. So the big idea I'm throwing out in this show is 
not throwing out in the trash, but throwing out for con consideration, is, is there should be printing presses like newspaper presses that are either idle or barely working, because I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but the number of newspapers is like insane. There used to be, you know, 20 different newspapers in a city. Now there's like barely two, barely two and one of them's failing. So what if, what if we had the publicly owned printing presses and if you wanted to print something that's your little magazine about whatever it is, 5,000 copies, up to you. Here it is. So then we have a way, because at some point, we may have intermittent power in this country. <laughs> and having things on paper is not necessarily a bad thing. And spreading the message right. in writing is a good thing. Having things on paper is old-fashioned, but, I mean, maybe one of the reasons why we don't think there are ancient civilizations is because they were all digital and we don't have the kind of equipment to be able to play their media, right? <laughs> so let's do things we can actually use in the future. The dropa disks or dropa disks in China or whatever those things are. Right. Lots of, lots of, so you have thoughts, Derek? Yeah, I like that idea. I wanted to go back to represent us though. Um, uh, their, their big thing is claiming to be nonpartisan. So it shouldn't be a surprise that there would be people you might not like being part of the organization right up to its leadership. That's actually a good sign. Uh, should be a good sign. Yeah. Um, I I want to work with people I like, but the reality is we don't get to pick the people that live in our country with us or the people that we're going to have to work with to get where we want to go. Yeah. Uh, their, their thing is pushing an anti-corruption act uh, at the local level and trying to push it all the way up as far as they can, um, you know, to the state and ultimately federal spots. Um, so uh, the thing, the thing about represent us is I, I was a huge fan personally. I was like, Oh, this is exactly what we need as an independent. I mean, I want to hear uh nonpartisan, uh, you know, action being taken to fight corruption. I mean, that just sounds like music to my ears. Um, and they have done good work consistently, slowly, incrementally, but they've done good work out there. Uh, so, it's not a huge organization, but the people seem to be, the people on the ground level at least, seem to be very committed, very genuine, um, and sincere in their motivations. Um, however, it became increasingly clear that uh, just through their their public relations kind of stuff that they put out on Facebook and Instagram that I've come across, um, you know, they they have this thing where they quote people all the time saying things that sound good, you know, in the political realm when it comes to corruption, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but they, you know, like they they consistently quote Hollywood celebrities. Right. OK, whatever. That's debatable whether that's they have a lot of celebrities on their board. Right. The problem is like every fucking celebrity that they quote and use as a spokesperson for their organization is like a ridiculous imbecile that supported Hillary Clinton in the primary. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So like, reputation it, either, does matter. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's like, it's like they're trying, I mean, it could be that they're just really stupid and they don't know how to sell a nonpartisan organization that's committed to anti-corruption efforts when they're using, you know, people that are, I mean, Hollywood celebrities that consistently vote for only Democrats and only vote for the most corrupt Democrats, you know? So let me just offer an alternative way of to look at it, because it could be the case that the people who are celebrities who still did the vote blue, no matter who, all the way through Biden and wherever, it could be that they really genuinely, anti-corruption is really their thing. And if that, that group can stay focused on that, that that person shouldn't be discounted just because they've made some stupid decisions in the past. I do know people who have changed their points of view on these things. Not very many. I'm not going to say it's all of them. I'm not saying that everybody's in working on this in good faith, but true. at some point we also have to take the plunge and just and and trust that that when they say they're doing anti-corruption when we see them off target we go wait a minute i thought you were on anti what you know this is i'm with you as far as you know acknowledging the importance of the issue but the thing is no i i disagree with the idea that we should trust when it comes to leadership of any organization in this country if it's political we should definitely take a hard look at their motivations you know like oh no um, i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying just automatically trust right don't get me wrong like like what's conspicuously absent after years it's not like i just started jumping the gun on this and being critical after a couple celebrities were quoted by this organization i mean this is years and it's what's conspicuously absent is uh, any Hollywood celebrities that didn't didn't vote for Hillary Clinton yeah. didn't vote for Biden. Okay, that's you know fair. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about them. I'm glad that you're that you're educating me. Well, I mean, if they if they want to claim to be nonpartisan, why wouldn't they have? There's there's a few Hollywood celebrities that are even vocal about their support for Trump. They they claim to be against uh, corruption. There's there's uh, I mean, what about Susan Sarandon? You know, what about all kinds? There there was a handful of celebrities that had enough guts to support Bernie. They don't quote any of them. You know what I mean? It's hard not to notice that after several, several years, at least two years now. Um, But on top of that, you know, I mean, it's it's an organization claiming to be nonpartisan and anti-corruption. And yet they refuse to address the rigging of the Democratic presidential primaries. Well, yeah, the, the Democratic Party, the Democratic National Committee and the Democratic Senate committee and on the other one, they just exist to keep the Democratic Party in power, not to actually serve the needs right. of. But don't. But this organization will mention gerrymandering. Right. You see what I'm saying? So there's a problem there that becomes pretty clear after a while. Either they're so, whoever they have hired as a, like an individual or a team that's handling their PR, is compromised and or dumb as I mean just. Neanderthal fucking knuckle dragging stupid to not understand how this is going to hurt an organization's image that's claiming to try to be, you know, nonpartisan and anti-corruption or they're compromised. And, you know, it's one or the other. And after several years, it just seems like, well, 
I mean, if the leadership doesn't know what their own PR people are doing. Right. And they're stupid too. And or corrupt. And or or they're doing the best they can and they're just not that good. So I want to go back just for a moment to the to the um, Washington state primary, which happened on Tuesday, which was a nonpartisan primary. So in in the 10 Washington representative districts there, um, you know, each of them is going to end up in November with a Democrat and Republican facing each other um, instead of any of the independents or any of the other candidates having a chance because there were a number of independents, a number of, there was actually one district, let's see, where is it? Washington's 10th district had a candidate who ran under the Congress Sucks Party and there was a, uh, in Washington's third district, American Solidarity Party. Lots of Republicans running, but uh, not too many, not too many Democrats running against the um, incumbents. And happily, Pramila Jayapal won her election by, a, 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 she had a landslide. Her numbers were, let's see, I've got it right here. If you're interested in looking at these numbers and seeing when uh, what's going on with these elections, I did put a spreadsheet together, and the link is posted in the description for this show. Uh, okay, so Pramila Jaipal, she got 84.71% of the vote in her district. Out of, out of 200,000 votes, she got 170,000. So her the next the person she'll run against his name is Cliff Moon he got seven point five four percent of the vote so I think she's fairly fairly safe interestingly on the site for the Washington Secretary of State um, there each of the candidates is not listed as belonging to a party it says prefers. Republican Party or prefers Democratic Party or prefers Independent Party. It's an, it, it, none of the other states I've come across so far does the language that way. And I don't know if that's part of the legislation that made these primaries to be, to be nonpartisan or whatever. But, um, in the Senate, in the Senate race, it's going to be Republican Tiffany Smiley against incumbent Democrat Patty Murray. And, you know, everybody else got negligible votes compared to those two. So it's not very interesting to be listening to me read a bunch of results from an election. My point kind of is what I'd like to see is, is I'd like to see some bigger pushes for ranked choice voting. And if there's anybody that knows about ranked choice voting, an organization that's working on that, Please let me know. Well, uh, represent us again. They've been oh, pushing rank. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing that too. Yeah, that's why I say don't discount them, but I'm just being right. honest. No, that's You know, like good. another thing, it's not just a celebrity thing. It's the politicians that they quote, you know, like they quoted Joe Biden saying something about being anti-corruption. Imagine if they quoted Donald Trump saying something anti-corruption, which he clearly did many times. He said anti-corruption stuff. Would you think that organization is 
serious about, you know, trying to be nonpartisan when they only do one and not the other. You know what I mean? I, I do. And I think that I think that people get really sensitive over one particular incident. And I personally have made stupid ass mistakes that I that I recovered from and didn't go that stupidity again. So I'm willing to give some leeway, but I'm not giving much leeway for anybody anymore because they're, they've shown that the leeway, they're just going to take it and do nothing. Mary, would you like to uh, speak Hi, up? yeah. I'm sorry. I was just putting in laundry in the laundry room. But, um, yeah, I, I think what Derek was saying, and now, of course, my memory is not going to serve me, but, um, oh, shoot. I had a thought, and um, it's. Uh, I wondered if Derek could like review what he was saying about. Oh, well, first off, I gotta say something about the Lincoln Project. Um, it pointed out that these guys that formed the Lincoln Project basically started spending money on themselves, like they got very wealthy off of that project, supposedly, and were not. Um, we're not credible people as far as having a true, you know, they basically are operatives for the DCCC and they're not to be trusted as far as this goes. But um, I can't remember my other point. I was talking about, he was talking about represent us and, and their, their, Oh, I don't know them. Ranked choice voting or. No, I don't know them. Hmm. Um, I do think ranked choice voting is, a great idea, um, but I can't remember my other thought. Okay, well, call I back in distract. if you think of it. Okay. You can okay. call back in for sure. Okay. I'm glad that you're here, Joe. I'm glad you're here. And Kapow, I'm glad you're here if you would like to call in. Mary, did you want to say something else? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. I'm just, uh, I think that uh, we are, uh, we're not going to get pure, pure, um, pure people in anywhere, in any, you know, kind of, I mean, I listened to so many podcasts. I, like I was listening to Jesse. Oh, I know what it was. It was, I was listening to Jesse Singal who has, you know, blocked and reported. And then he has his own like stuff that he writes and everything. And he was talking about Alex Jones and, um, him getting interviewed by Glenn Greenwald and stuff like that and normalizing a guy like Alex Jones, who's pretty hard to normalize because he's so insane. But um, it led me to somehow think about the Time's Up thing and the corruption in that organization, which if you remember, it had to do, it got, it really came to light. It was obvious to a lot of people who were in the organization, but it came to light because of the Andrew Cuomo thing. And um, so I looked up to find articles on Time's Up and the corruption. And around the time that that happened and this Tina Chen, you know, stepped down with this other person, this article was on Vox. I'm not like saying, oh, I like Vox, but I just looked up articles and it was very detailed about how so many of these organizations that are set up to supposedly represent you know, those afflicted, whether that's women who are being um, harassed, you know, or, or even like, you know, assaulted, 
or, you know, it's any group or whatever that is needy, needing um, help. Uh, so often it's just, they just take advantage of, and they put someone who's just a total operative in charge of these things. They put the same darn people and the whole organization was, was corrupted by the fact that they wouldn't really represent a lot of these women. And there were a lot of complaints. Women were saying, you know, when I complained about some, what they complained about someone who was a powerful media person, celebrity, or me, I should say like media celebrity or a powerful person in an organization, they would basically just ghost the person. They wouldn't respond to their emails. They wouldn't, you know, take their case. Uh, they only did it for situations where they thought there was a benefit. So, and it's very much like I just finished listening to Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrell. And the entire NBC Corp management, the, the, high, the high up guys, they basically did everything they could to hide Harvey Weinstein's sins, um, Matt Lauer's, other, other executives at that corporation. Um, it was, it's terrible to see that kind of thing go on. And it's under the guise of, oh, we care about women and, oh, we're all about women. And, you know, we care about, you know, this and that. It's baloney. It's just baloney. Anyway, I've said my rant. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Nice rant. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and again, I want to bring us back just to the to the November election, we've got um, only a few pl- districts in a couple of states where there are any, where there's anybody on the ballot that is not a, a Democrat or Republican, and you know there's quite a few in Alabama. Libertarians seem to have a lock on Alabama. All four districts in Alabama have have libertarians running, and and it looks like um, there's a lot of independents and libertarians running in New Jersey. Also, they have they had their primary on the seventh of June, so they're going to have quite a few people on their ballot in November. It looks like a lot of independents in in Rhode Island but their primary is coming up still so and a lot of those independents are going to end up supporting libertarian candidates because leftists refuse to capitalize on this opportunity to convert all kinds of right independents and libertarians into uh allies so i don't know what to do about that leftists uh you know they're pretty convinced that they're right all the time. It's hard to break through with people like that. Um, as far as the media goes, uh, I, I wanted to just add one more thing. Like as a basic rule of thumb, I think at this point, uh, any, any news source or, you know, any, any political source of any kind that's politically related, if, if, uh, they're attempting to, well, if, if, if they're, uh, you know, ignoring or um, discrediting or attacking Julian Assange, then they're not to be trusted, no matter how nice they seem, no matter how right they are about all kinds of other issues. 
Right. That, in my opinion, flat out, they're not to be trusted. Now, they could be a, a relevant source for all kinds of information outside of that, but it, I think it's it's wise to to cast a suspicious eye on them at all times until wanna, until they summon up summon up enough integrity and courage to do the right thing, at least. Um, Panama Reg in the chat said, virtue signaling and excuses for failure is what was on the menu for Team Blue. And I have to say, I can't disagree with that. Now, the, the, the seven of us here are not going to solve this, of course. But one thing I think is, is important is the kind of conversation we had about represent us, which I just only looked into it a little bit. These are the kinds of things so that we can conversations that we should be having so that we can know how much we can rely on these sources for one thing or another. Because because until I hear from somebody else what their thoughts are on it, maybe there's some angle that I haven't thought of that will be super obvious to somebody else. Like I didn't know that those two things and I kind of looked through their website that they were working ranked choice voting and and some other things. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. I used to share their information all the time, and it, I, I just thought it was so strange that they, they were pushing for all of these good things. Right. And all of these people that agreed with those good things didn't give a shit. Right. It was it, like I'm still having to explain what represents us is like three, four years after I heard of them, five. I don't know, like probably five at this point. But, you it know, takes like in the a beginning, long time for things to catch on. It seems like it should be normalized by now, but you know, we're right. such a fractured culture. Now I worry about their uh, motivations anyway, but uh, like in the beginning, even their use of uh, uh, celebrity for spokespeople um, started, I think, really with just Jennifer Lawrence. And I don't, I don't think anyone associates her with blue or red or anything really politically. I don't remember her ever being active, which is maybe something to criticize it for, but she seems sincere in, in joining represent us. And she put out a bunch of represent us spots or ads, whatever you want to call them. But a PR lot of people stuff. have been activated really more recently, right? A lot of people have been activated more recently. They didn't do anything before, but now they're finally doing something. I think we have to be and another thing I was thinking about, uh, we have to be inclu- including and welcoming and, you know, not not calling the haters in, but, you know, being at least curious about about the people around us so that we sure. can, so that we can. That would be fine. If they had together. Susan Sarandon on, then I'd be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but they don't. Right. But they don't. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like, all right. So they got Martin Sheen on here. This goofy, dumb shit Hollywood celebrity that supported Hillary right. Clinton in the primary, even right. though there was an alternative candidate that was specifically campaigning on fighting corruption, and he chose to support corruption when he didn't even have to. Right. And that person polled lower than than the person that was fighting corruption. I mean, these are the dumbest people society has to offer. They don't make good spokespeople and independents specifically just roll their eyes every time a fucking celebrity opens their mouth about politics. So, so, so do you have an approach that you think might work better? Well, like the way they started, I think something wrong is going on over there. I just don't understand why. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Like we yeah. started out with Jennifer Lawrence. Like I said, I don't think anyone associates her with the political party or oh. anything like that. 
And it yeah. makes sense if you're going to use a celebrity, go with the Hunger Games chick. That makes perfect sense in this political <laughs> climate. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. The motorcycle gang is going. I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. Sounds like um, a big club. Yeah. Mosquito. I, yeah, very. Mosquito. Perfect. Um, I also wanted to, I just wanted to mention a couple of other quick things. If you have not yet checked into, except for Mary, because she's in Chicago, if you have not yet checked into what, when you have to file to run for office for a municipal election or a local election of some other kind, like a school board, this is the time of year, usually, at least in California, this is about the time when local and state offices will be filing to run for election, and usually local elections, unless you're in a big city, do not cost a lot of money and only require a small amount of time to actually do the job. Um, I want to also mention some good news that I heard on Katie Halper's show. I, did, I didn't somehow missed it in my notifications that, um, that Matthew Ho... Um, moving forward, and it looks like he is going to get onto the ballot in North Carolina as a Green. And cool. So Good. there was a judge that ruled. Um, you can check out Katie Halper's most recent show. At the beginning of it, she did a little update interview with Matthew Ho, and he kind of explained where they where they are. And so I want to drive people to Katie's show rather than stealing her. Uh, her moment there, but um, Reese, I'm glad you're here. I don't think she'd if mind. You'd like to join? I, I I know, and and and, but also, and there's not a lot of folks here, but but also, I, I appreciate I appreciate all the effort that she does put into her show because it it, yeah. it makes a difference, and she's she's got it. I she's got a different voice than a lot of the other people that are on the left, and I appreciate her so. That is what it is. So, so on on that good news, I think um, I'm going to remind folks that we I did put the link to the to that spreadsheet, and I am updating it. I got most of the results except for Tennessee, which was Thursday. I've got most of the results for this week's primaries in there and updated. There's a couple of races, like the third district in Washington State is still like about 400 votes between the two people that might get second place. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. What's interesting about Washington State is even though even though it was an open primary, there's nobody there are no there are no districts where there are two Democrats in the runoff in November. Isn't that interesting? Even if they had two Democrats to choose on the ballot, no, no head-to-head -head Democrats in Washington State. Interesting. Sure, that would be like political suicide, right? To run against the the sold-out establishment Democrat candidate. So. Well, but but there were there were people who did run against the establishment Dems. They just did not win over the Republican. But as Dems. <laughs> As Dems, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. They got fewer votes than the Republican candidate. So, in 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 honor of the judge who decided 
that that the state of North Carolina and the Democratic Party of North Carolina were trying to fuck over the Green Party. <laughs> I I going to play a song by a North Carolina artist named G Yamazawa called North Cack and I'm going to rap for today. I will be back on Tuesday at 2:30 p.m. Pacific time. Please join me and we can talk about electoral politics or why electoral politics won't work or what kinds of things we might be able to do if we put our heads together to do something better. I might have an update from Hannah too about her mutual aid project that she's kind of working on and uh, I welcome anybody to follow the show, tell people about it, show back up because I want to have conversations. Cool. Thank you for helping me host, Derek. I appreciate that. And thanks for having me. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm the same, the seller and the boss. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the loss. The North Cat, baby, I'm the boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm the same, the seller and the boss. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the loss. I'm the truth, man. Looking real false. Whenever I hit the booth, I come out to win applause. If I'm talking to my crew, you heard a southern draw. Yo, I ain't talking to you. Stop me dropping the ball. I be rocking with y'all. I be off of the wall. I'm hit Punchlines are where you're biking and off. I know I'm frightening y'all long as the mic is involved. Relocated to Cali, but I ain't liking the smog. I'm a southern north star, I be the light in the dark. I the right and the wrong, I be the reason the bull city season. Bull city freezing, bull city needs Everywhere I go, I got that bull city greeting. That's why they throw the horns when the bull city speaks. It's the North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm the safe, the seller, and the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the law. It's the North Cat, baby. I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm the safe, the seller, and the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the law. Still the greatest rapper breathing. Who you think it was? Jake on his better than whoever you be bringing up. All this motherfucking singing, I don't feel it, bruh. And it's fuck 12 till they stop killing us. Look, we got my sour with rhyming prowess. The time is ours. We buy the cowards. They come with grains with my promise flowers. Off a flight from Osaka, she checked the polish. Five me a Yamatoshi. I toast with the finest sake. I promise you, y'all won't crowd. You be nothing to handle. You should know I'm preserved. The loose is nothing I can't do. Six thirteen, I've been punishing samples. Rappers flip flop quick like they run in the sand. You a witness in the one, motherfucker. Heavy in my Uzi, weigh a ton, motherfucker. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm gonna say the seller in the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. I'm the law. The North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw. I'm gonna say the seller in the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause. No South Sugar, baby, collard green music. Old South Hater ain't no Paladin music. Keep my collard green when the drama seems foolish. Pop a couple drama mean, I'ma keep it moving. Gone. Go to the red eye back home.
showed up on the pole side, gag a lag a cipher, I'm circles and chains up. Out of town, the serious and say that we can't talk. Off of my apology, said with a slight drawl, and I'm using my apostrophes, homie, we ain't shot. It's the North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw, I'm gonna say the cellar and the vault. I'm the best, the effect, and the cause, I'm the lock. It's the North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. Carolina barbecue sauce with the slaw, 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 slaw. It's the North Cat, baby, I'm a boss. I'm the best deal set and it calls on the lock. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend.